Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? Well, with HelloFresh, you can get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less with over 25 recipes to choose from every single week. There's seriously something for everyone on the website, and all recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh. Enjoy! Hey, what's up, you guys? You are listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and welcome back to another Wednesday. I am so happy that you're here because this Wednesday is not like the rest. And so as I was reflecting and really doing a good brainstorm on what episodes I've been wanting to put out, I realized that I hadn't talked about doing long distance since season one of She's Going Places, which that just feels like a century ago. In all reality, that episode went out about a year ago. And so I felt like we were due for a much overdue update about things regarding long distance. And what a better time to talk about it than when I'm physically going to be driving to visit my long distance Beyonce. That's right, everybody. I took you along with me on my road trip to Indiana. Like, I'm being serious. I I kind of vlogged this week. And honestly, I love this week's episode. I think it's so fun. I think it's something new. I really loved getting to just record for y'all in the car. And we may or may not have a guest appearance from a very anonymous special guest. You guys will just have to keep listening if you want to find out who's going to be on the pod. But yeah, I had a lot of fun sitting down and getting to walk you through what it looks like to visit your significant other when you're doing long distance, the excitement of going up, the happiness of being there, the highs, the lows, how hard it is to say goodbye. I kind of took you guys along with me for all of it. And so I really hope that this episode's going to be a blessing to you guys, whether you're thinking about being in a long distance relationship or literally just curious about long distance or maybe are currently in a long distance relationship. I really hope that you guys love this week's episode. I'm so excited for you to hear it. So without further ado, I think I need to turn this over to Taylor in the car. Hello, everyone. I am reporting live from my car in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. Hi, Taylor here. And I am on my way to go and see Hunter. So I just figured I would come on here and chat before I got to see him how I'm feeling, what's going on, what's happening. I have been driving for about seven hours so far, one hour left to go. So I figured now is a good time for this recording. I have high hopes right now, very little bit of the drive left. I've been listening to um, podcasts and calling literally all my friends just to pass the time. But in terms of 
long distance and like how I'm doing, how I'm feeling, obviously super excited to see him. It's like when you're doing long distance, this is like the time that you live for. You know what I mean? This is like the good stuff. You know, like when you get to see each other, when you get to be in person, when you get to spend time together, it's like highlight, you're peaking. And so I'm have high hopes right now. Very excited for the weekend. Excited to spend time with him. It makes the eight-hour drive worth it. This is actually the first time I'm ever doing the drive. And so it's definitely been a long day. This is the furthest I've ever driven by myself. But we're doing great. We're thriving. I've been eating grapes <laughs> the entire way up here. Um, drinking a Celsius because duh. Um, but yeah, in terms of long distance, I haven't got to talk about it too, too much on the pod. Um, as of lately, especially since we've been engaged, I feel like my last like full long distance episode, we weren't engaged yet. It was well over a year ago. And so that's why I wanted to do this week's episode. Cause I feel like you needed like a long awaited update about how we're doing my views on long distance, yada, yada, yada. And so obviously my view of long distance relationships, very high. I respect the junk out of them. I think that they work. I think that they can work. Let me correct myself. I think that they serve a really great purpose. I'm definitely, you're catching me on like the, the end of being like, okay, like I'm ready to pack it up. I'm ready to be done with it. But I don't know. It's like a really rewarding thing. It's definitely been the weirdest semester so far, even though it's only been a couple weeks, if that just like, I don't know, being apart while you're engaged. And I experienced this a little bit last semester, but I think it's because we're so much closer to getting married that it just, it can, it feels more wrong every week that goes by. And I don't mean to sound sappy or dramatic. That's just kind of how I feel and kind of where I'm at. It's just like every day we get closer to the wedding, it feels weirder and weirder that we're not together. But it's like so rewarding. And it's like, I feel like the way, getting married is just like exciting in general, but it's like even more exciting that long distance is coming to an end. So it's like kind of a twofold. Um, and so obviously at this like season in my life, I'm very optimistic about long distance, but I feel like I've never come on here and been like really realistic about long distance and how difficult it is, like taxing it is on you. Um, it's really, really hard. And I've been seeing a lot of TikToks about like people in long distance relationships, just like up and driving to like go see their significant other. And I've just never done that. Maybe it's because we were so far away. And in my freshman year, when I maybe would have done that, I didn't have a car. Hunter didn't have a car. And so we couldn't do that. That wasn't even an option. And so now that I do have a car and I'm a senior and I have money to pay for me to get places, um, I don't know. I think it's really uncharacteristic of me. I decided yesterday that I was going to come. And so this is very spontaneous. I was going to completely surprise him and just show up in Indiana, which how hilarious, but because of everything going on with COVID and with like certain schedules and things, I did let him know in advance. And so it was good because I was able to get COVID tested this morning before I got in the car, just, you know, be safe. But I am vaccinated, so we were just being extra cautious. But this is my little short PSA to say. Go get vaccinated if you can. Really important. Anyways, in terms of how I'm doing 
it's really unlike me to just kind of up and get in the car and go drive. Like I've said earlier, I've, I've quite literally never done this drive. And so when I have told all my friends that I'm on my way to Indiana as we speak, they've all been shocked because they're like, oh, you're doing that bad, huh? <laughs> but it's just, I miss him a lot. It's, it's been really hard being a part. I've been busy, which has been really helpful to like dull the pain of being a part. But it's just honestly getting sadder and sadder um, doing the distance. Obviously, it's super exciting because like the end is in sight, you know, and it's when you start doing long distance, you get into a long distance relationship, especially going into your freshman year of college, knowing that you have to make it four years of long distance minimum. It's really daunting. And so it's interesting for me to sit here and reflect on the past and to reflect on like how I'm feeling about it. And it's exciting. It's like, oh my gosh, we did it. We've put in all this work and all this effort and it was worth it. We have an end result. Like we made it where like tons of people didn't. And so it's really, really exciting. But even still, it's a good reminder to myself that it's like, that doesn't make it any easier. And just because I've done it a lot doesn't mean that I'm like used to it. Honestly, the more that we've done distance, the more I've been like, I thought it would get a lot easier. Like I thought by the time I was a senior in college, I would be like, okay, like I don't even care that we're doing long distance because like the, the big bulk of it is over. But I've even noticed just in these couple of weeks, I've just been like, yeah, no, ready, ready to see him, <laughs> ready, ready to throw in the towel here. And so that's just kind of how I'm feeling. And I just kind of wanted to like record my thoughts while I was driving into Indiana. This audio could actually be horrific and I might not use it because I'm literally driving down the interstate talking to y'all like I'm on the phone. But that's just kind of how I'm feeling. I feel like in the last long distance relationship episode, I painted it in such a positive light because it is really positive and I do still feel the same way about a lot of the things I said like it's all super great it's all things I'm really passionate about like there is so many pros to long distance and like getting through it but I'm just kind of here to like relate <laughs> like I'm talking to my mom or my best friends right now and just being like yeah it's it's definitely like an interesting experience it's definitely like there's hard days and this past week has been one of those like hard few days. And so I'm just really excited to see him. That's it. That's my TED talk. That's how I feel. That's how I'm doing. So yeah. Taylor from the past. This is Taylor from the future. And yes, your assumptions were absolutely correct. The audio is horrific while you're listening to it back. But I hope you guys are hanging in there because there's some good stuff here. I wanted to do this vlog episode. And so from here, I went and got to see Hunter. Super exciting reunion. I, it was actually kind of hilarious because I had only stopped one time for the eight hours. So by the time I got to Purdue, I literally thought I was going to pee myself. And so we like, I don't even think we hugged. I was like, get in the car. Let's go. And I like ran up into his room to go to the bathroom. Anyways, um, we were able to have the happiest and sweetest weekend together. I literally wouldn't trade it for the world. We were able to literally just like live his life for a weekend, just hang out, just chill. It was a very relaxed weekend, but that was honestly exactly what I needed. It was seriously so refreshing. And as someone who is addicted to their phone, I'm happy to report that I genuinely didn't even charge my phone the entire time I was there. 
I just wasn't even thinking about my phone. I wasn't on my phone. I was just seriously being completely present with Hunter. We would leave. I would leave it in the room. Like it just didn't even matter. And we were just so happy to be together. And so I was just really excited to share that. We had the best weekend ever. And so I wasn't on my phone for all of that. And so on our last night together, I was like, we can't leave the she's going places, ladies hanging. And so we sat down and recorded and answered some of your long distance questions that you guys asked me over on Instagram. And so here is me and Hunter answering your questions. Okay, we are now reporting live from Purdue University with a very special guest. What's up, everybody? Hunter is here on the She's Going Places podcast to answer your questions about long-distance relationships. But first, I have been here for almost three days now, and we've been able to spend time together, and we're on like our maximum high of long distance, which is when we're able to see each other for trips. So Hunter, what has been your favorite part of me being here? I would say just, you know, getting to spend time together. It's not that often that we end up getting to do this and just you being able to experience also stuff at Purdue. Uh, we right. got to go, we got to go to the opening football game, also the 500th football game in Ross State Stadium. So that was really exciting. Um, and yeah, we ended up winning. So that was not a surprise, but you just never know with Purdue football. Yeah, um, and I've gotten to meet a bunch of your friends. Yeah, that's true. I we got to make some introductions. Yep. Ate some yummy food, tailgated. Also some not-so-yummy food. Um, but yeah. What did we eat that was bad? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Okay, okay. We'll have to ask him about that one. Maybe we're not recording. But, so I just want to hop on here and answer some of your questions because I put out a question box on the Instagram page. So if you're not following at She's Going Places podcast on Instagram, you need to so you can submit your questions. But I have a list and I'm going to ask them and Hunter's going to answer them first because he hasn't seen the questions and then I'll follow up. And basically just giving you guys our thoughts about long distance from more of like a question perspective. The last time we did an episode like this, well, Hunter wasn't even on it, but it was like over a year ago that I did a long distance episode. And so I needed my counterpart here to help here me go. do this again. Okay, okay. Here's the first question. What is your favorite part about doing long distance? That's a good question. Hmm. Um, Careful how you answer here. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I feel carefully. like Taylor has a lot of supporters. I might not have as many. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would say honestly how much it's helped us with our communication and our relationship. I just feel like I've, that point's not really stressed enough with long distance because it can either make or break the relationship, but just, you know, being able to focus on the way we use our words, especially as I'm somebody that likes to speak before I think most times and just understanding how words cut deeper than knives, especially in relationships is so, so beneficial. And it just, it it just gets so much more amplified over long distance because that's the only real love language you have is through right. your words. Um, I mean, you can, you can use actions and, you know, order flowers and whatnot, but most of the communication from a love language perspective is words of affirmation or just words in general, and they can either cut deep or lift somebody up. Yeah. I feel like my favorite part about doing distance is like how exciting it is for us to get to see each other every single time. 
I feel like when you're in person, you really take for granted all, like, the little time that you get to spend together. But even this weekend, like, we've had a bunch of plans and just wanted to cancel, like, literally all of them. Like, I just want to go and sit with you on a couch, like, and just do nothing. Like, you just take for granted all the small things that you get to do, getting to cook or eat meals together, getting to walk to a convenience store together. I made some bomb spaghetti and meatballs He did. He did. In true chef fashion, made me dinner, but... It's just, like, all the little things that you get to do that are, like, infinitely more exciting when you have, like, a crunch amount of time that you get to do them together in person. And so that's just, like, being on this trip live is, like, a sweet reminder, I think. Yeah, yeah. I definitely tend to agree. Okay, and then opposite. What's your least favorite or what's the hardest part about doing long distance? I would say for me, the the hardest part and... I think Taylor and I are quite opposite in this regard, but the hardest part for me isn't necessarily the goodbye. It's kind of like a few days after the goodbye and then up to two weeks right after we saw each other for a long time, just getting back in the groove of like communicating everything, Mm -hmm. being apart, not being able to see her every single day. Whereas like when we're saying goodbye, it doesn't really sink in for me, but as soon as I'm in my own element, like she's not there, it takes me a while to get used to her not being there. But then I feel like for me, once once I'm used to it, like it's it's just like second nature. But as for Taylor, it's way harder the longer time goes on to mm-hmm. to kind of like feel comforting in the fact that we're going to see each other again soon. Yeah, I think and it's important, like something that we struggled with is like, realizing that like other people like cope with doing long distance differently and we definitely do like it's a lot harder for me to say initial goodbyes and then like Connor was saying it's harder for him a couple days later and then he's fine and then like maybe a month later I'm not okay and so (laughs) we're on like a bad pattern in that sense but I feel like the hardest part in general is just doing the day-to-day things apart and like when it really catches you off guard that they're not there and, like, when you have, like, all of your couple, all of your friends that are in relationships with you in person, it's just, like, always kind of, like, a stinky reminder that, like, Hunter's not with me or, like, how different life would be if we were together. But overall, I am thankful for, like, I wouldn't want it any other way. But sometimes I'm like, man, what if we just transferred? It's too late for that, but you know what I mean. Okay, next question. How do you deal with jealousy? I typically don't. Well, no, not that I don't deal. I, I don't get jealous. Like, don't get me wrong, guys. Taylor's a beautiful individual. <laughs> Any guy would be lucky to have her. It's true. I just don't really get jealous. No, and I feel like it's it's also like a testament to how Taylor carries herself. Like, I'm never worried that Taylor's gonna put herself in a situation to where like she could cheat or would cheat. Like, mm-hmm. we just, we trust each other so much. And I feel like that has to be the foundation of any long-distance relationship is trust. Just because jealousy can really tear people apart, even if there's no ill intentions. Putting yourself in a situation to where, like, if Taylor was hanging out with guys 24-7 or in a dorm room alone with a guy, mm-hmm. I might not think, like, Taylor might not think anything's wrong with it because they know the guy, but I don't know the right. guy nor know what his intentions are with Taylor. And then your brain just starts wandering. And then your brain just starts wandering. So, like, I think you just have to be really intentional of the situations you put yourself in, keeping your other, keeping your significant other's thoughts in mind in that situation. Oh, that was good. I also got a question about worrying about cheating. And so 
I think, I mean, that wasn't really a problem for us, but I know it's a really hard experience that a lot of people have. First and foremost, what I'll say, as a generalized statement, like if you really love this person and you have a healthy relationship, you need to give this person the benefit of the doubt. And so there's, like, in those situations, like, if you feel really confident in their character, they deserve the benefit of the doubt. But if you're not necessarily, or they've given you reasons to question their character, then I think if you're stressed about cheating, it's definitely a good time for you to maybe reevaluate the relationship. Because if you even have to think in your head, maybe they're cheating on me, that's probably not a good position to put yourself in, or, like, a good relationship to be in. Yeah, I'd agree. I feel like that's, like, a good sign for you to, like, evaluate if it's worth the stress. You know what I mean? Or just kind of, like, get on terms with the other person and let them know, like, hey, you being over at so-and-so's house, like, makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Please don't do that. And honestly, if it kind of shows where the other person's priorities are. If, If you're a priority in their life, then they'll make that change. If you're not, then... It kind of shows you where you lie in terms of how important you are to them. I think people also hear where it's kind of hard because we come from, I would say, a pretty healthy perspective. And that's not everyone's experience. And it's like, in this case, like, I know there's girls who, like, get really worried about, like, speaking up about these things. And then they get gaslit. And it's like, well, why would you think that I would do that? Is it because you're doing that? Is it because – and they can, like, boys will just, like – and and girls, but it's mostly girls listening to this – like skew it in it like a partner could skew it in a certain way to like pin things on you and it I feel can like get... it depends on the guy like if the guy's oh, for really sure. manipulative yeah. yeah but it's just it's sometimes hard when you're in a relationship to like even like notice red flags about certain things and so what i would say there is like really evaluate like what if you're asking your significant other like that like a certain if you're being reasonable like don't tell your boyfriend that he can't talk to his girl best friend like at all like cut off all communication but if you tell him that like maybe you need better boundaries or more communication about things or there needs to be like a certain parameter those are not unreasonable asks or maybe you just need to get to know them more like get to know them more on a personal level and hang out as a group like because that's the biggest thing you don't really know somebody's intentions going into that but had you maybe known them more or also been friends with them you'd have a different perspective yeah that's super true. Okay, this is a good question. How do you not overdo it when you see them again? Like, how do you not go too fast? Meaning, like, me leaving me, like, I need to see you right away. Or, like, not, like, overdoing the long distance. Where it's, like, you're basically not doing long distance because you're seeing each other all the time. We didn't really have that problem because we would only get to see each other, like, once a semester. Hold on, what was that question again? That one. I, that's not at all how I took that question. Really? How do you not overdo it when you see them again? Like, how do you not go too fast? I think they're talking about with boundaries in a relationship. Really? That's 1,000% how they're talking. Okay, well, I'm going to answer it my way, and you can answer it your way. All right. Okay, in the sense of, like, not overdoing it. Yeah, that's exactly how they meant the question. But go ahead and answer it your way. In a sense of not overdoing it about seeing them again, or, like, (laughs) stop laughing or like being too clingy or something in that nature I think if you're in like a loving enough relationship like I'm like attached to Hunter like a snail on a sidewalk when I come and visit him that's a good analogy thank you I thought of that one right on the spot um and so I don't think there's like such thing as maybe overdoing it like it's different for every relationship I know for me if we lived closer 
we probably would have struggled with the how many times do you go and visit or how many times can you like push the boundary of like wanting to see them all the time but because we were so far apart that wasn't something that we really had an option to do um but i would say if you are closer definitely like make a schedule at the beginning of the semester and if you both agree like we can go a month without seeing each other then stick to it and go the full month and definitely set a schedule and stick to it and like respect each other's boundaries but also if the two of you want to see each other every single weekend, like, and you mutually are on the same page, like, it's going to be different for everyone. Okay, now answer it how you want to yeah, answer it. Yeah, time to answer the question the real way. Um, I mean, come on. When somebody says, like, how do you not go too fast? You know exactly what that means. Like, go right? to the school too fast. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, whoever wrote that question, I'll answer it for real. Um, I think you just need to be really intentional beforehand and this is something taylor and i have honestly struggled on but then i've gotten better about is setting clear boundaries before you meet them oh, about yeah. what exactly is going to happen and if you guys are even going to be alone or if you are alone like what happens um and just like making sure both of you are holding each other accountable because in the heat of the moment it's honestly very difficult to hold each other accountable yeah. because you're never how do i you're like not at your weird. best. You're never satisfied, okay? <laughs> I, uh, we're just being honest here. Yeah. And so you just need to make sure that you are both on the same page keeping each other accountable because when one person's weak, the other person may be strong. Well, yeah. And so, like, and setting very clear, distinct boundaries that aren't, like, gray areas. Like, those talks can be uncomfortable, but it's all about what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Like, if, if for whatever reason Taylor was uncomfortable with me holding her hand she shouldn't be afraid to share that with me because right. we're in a relationship together and like, it's good to talk about pacing it's good to talk about like when you're comfortable with what. yeah like let's just say taylor was a taylor was uncomfortable with me tickling her feet if she made that apparent to me before we met i would know not to do that and had i started doing that I, she would she would feel how do I put empowered. this empowered to tell me not to. Mm, that's, that's the biggest one, thing. Babe. Yeah, and we're not talking about tickling your feet unless you are. No, I mean it could be whatever. <laughs> it it's not it's not it's not exclusive. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. That's to specific thing. acts. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Okay. Okay, this one's kind of spicy. But last one was too. No. Okay. Whatever. Um. Do you have you, because it says do you ever, so I really hope you don't currently feel like giving up. So I'm going to change it to did you ever. Did you ever feel like giving up? Like it got so hard that you just wanted to stop. I don't think I ever felt that way. I know Taylor felt that way. Specifically freshman year. Because I was breaking up? I mean, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, <gasps> but... But there was a point where you did want to take a break. No, yes, I was. never. I get out of here after you visited me in April freshman year. Really? What are you talking about? Oh come on! No, no, no I'm actually asking. Don't don't pretend like you don't. Hunter, know. I actually didn't know. I, I that did not happen. Taylor. Hunter, I never asked you to take a break. All right. Well, she can stay in denial. You didn't ask me to. I I know what you were thinking. <laughs> Okay, well, that didn't happen, but what I will say is after freshman year, I really evaluated if our relationship, because at that point, the biggest thing that I think I walked into I mean, you literally fasted for us to break up. That was sophomore year. Oh. 
But babe, that's not because I wanted to break up. He's like taking his arm off of me. It's because I wanted clarity on if we were going to get married. You literally The ladies said... know. The ladies know. Relax. Okay. But I will say, I've never talked about this, after freshman year, because the big thing was like, are you going to make it through freshman year? And so I was kind of in a place where I was like, our relationship is going to run its course, and if we stay together, we stay together. If not, if not. But everyone in long-distance relationships were breaking up freshman year, and we weren't. And so we <laughs> survived freshman year, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, oh, dang, like, we can actually do the distance, and so... I, I, I would like to say we survived freshman year. Okay, okay. And so I was like, oh, like, we're not going to just break up because of distance. And so that's when I started, like, having maybe a little bit of a freak out because Hunter was my first boyfriend, my only serious relationship. And then all of a sudden, everyone, because where I go to school, it's like, oh, you didn't break up your freshman year, so you're getting married. And then, like, <laughs> my life started flashing before my eyes. And at that point, I was literally I was still only 18. Like, I kind of definitely got into my head about some things. And so I definitely started evaluating if – that was something I wanted to continue doing, which obviously I came to the conclusion that I did. But we did have we to We still have, don't know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we're counting down to February 5th to see. But that was a couple, like, hard conversations we had to have when we were home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did those make you feel? Really going to ask me that question on the podcast? Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. I definitely didn't put as much thought as Taylor did. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely kind of made the relationship way more serious. But I would say it's always a good thing to kind of like have a chance to reflect about stuff and then also look into the future and see if it's really what you want. And that's what something that was, I feel like, really good for us. Um, having Taylor kind of like looking to the future of our relationship when maybe I wasn't always and then asking the hard questions and making me think about it sooner rather than later. Yeah, we definitely had, we were having the serious conversations like much earlier than they probably and needed And pretty to regularly. Happen. Yeah. And pretty regularly. As opposed to all of a sudden we're like juniors in college and it's like, oh, we haven't even talked about if we want to get married. So mm-hmm. I, I think I prefer the way that we did it. Yeah. We were just like, but I just constantly knew where, like, he was at. He knew where I was at. Also, not to, not to bust Chuck Taylor. What? But she did, uh, and I realize she might edit this out, but whatever. She keeps it in solid. She did, <laughs> like, her junior year of high school have, like, a 60-year a plan that I just kind of crumpled up and threw out the window. Yeah. That's true. So I must have been a pretty big deal. Uh, oh, that's why you wanted to include that, that you were must, saying that you were worth wrecking my plans. I must have been. You were. Oh, glad to hear it. <laughs> yes. You guys know about the 60-year plan, and Hunter was not in it, so that's that's some tea for you guys. But okay. I just wrote my name over it. You did. He, like, literally crossed everything out and, like, read Sharpie and was like, Hunter. Um. Okay, let me see if there's anything. Okay. Um. How do you handle fighting on the phone? Um, I would say, I would say one of the biggest things that Taylor and I are good at <laughs> is not hanging up on each other. I literally think we've, I've only ever done it once. Ever. Done it a few times on, no, a, no, on no. accident. Oh, on accident, Deb, but like out of anger, I literally only think we've ever done it once in four years. Yeah. 
And like I feel like, like that's unheard of. I feel like that's a pretty healthy line to set just because there and don't get me wrong, there are times where you need to essentially take a short break, maybe sleep on some stuff before mm-hmm. you just start arguing because sometimes it's just not productive and you just need time to think and organize your thoughts. And it's not just the heat of the moment, but like being intentional about not hanging up on somebody because it's I, it's so easy to just hit the end call, put your phone on airplane mode, and go to bed. But for the other person, it might not be so oh easy. My gosh, airplane mode—that's a horrible thing to do. Well, I mean, listen. Who would if you put yourself on airplane mode after we hung up from a fight? I think I would just mentally be like, "Okay, we're broken up." Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. No. So. That's, that's not terrible. That's, that's not. If a boy is doing that to you, break up with him. Okay, that's awful advice. Evaluate the situation because, <laughs> in all honesty, they might not realize it, but that's honestly your only method of communication. It's not like if they're not picking up, you can simply drive over to their house and be like, hey, let's talk about this. The only way you have is through the phone, unless you're going to mail a letter, which will get there in about two to three days. But. Like, being intentional about what you're talking about, that you guys are both thinking coherently, and it's not just in the heat of the moment. Like, you're going to have heat of the moment conversations, but definitely just hearing each other out and letting other people speak, not talking over them so they feel inferior. Like, there's just there's just basic guidelines to arguing mm-hmm. that, like, in a relationship shouldn't be crossed. And some of the best advice that we got about fighting over long distance is for some of, like, the big ones or, like, the hard conversations or, like, the hard-hitting, like, come-to-Jesus moments, save those for when you're in person. I remember, and I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast, Hunter came down for my sorority formal April of our freshman year, and we got to have a great night. It was so much fun. And then afterwards, we got in the car and watched a pretty basketball game. And then after that, we sat down and had about an hour-long really serious conversation yeah we lost in the elite eight okay hunter i'm trying to make a point i know i know we were about to get to the final four against virginia very sad Mm -hmm. anyways um and we had to sit there like on like when hunter was only going to be there for like 36 hours we had to spend some time like really working through some stuff which normally you would think oh my gosh i wouldn't i wouldn't want to do that while we're in person but the value that it had that we were able to look at each other in the face and like say what we needed to say and I needed to cry in front of him. And I needed, you know, like there's certain things, like certain conversations that you just can't have over the phone. And so there were some times where we had to save some serious stuff for in person. And it was a, a way that it was healthy enough that we could be like, let's just table this so we're in person. And so that would probably be my biggest advice that I would pass on that was given to us because I felt like that was really helpful. Okay, last question. What is your one top piece of advice for someone who wants to go into a long distance relationship I would say the biggest thing is have patience Mm -hmm. especially especially when it's like a new environment I know one of the biggest pieces well kind of like when Taylor and I went to do long distance we told each other like this is the time for both of us to be selfish Mm mm-hmm And so, like, with that, the other person needs to have patience. Like, if 
if we were going to talk tonight, but Taylor's still trying to make friends, and she's like, hey, I met some new people. I want to go play. I want to go do bowling with them tonight. Like, I'm not going to be like, no, you can't. Yeah. And it's just like being really patient with them and understanding that they're trying to meet new people. You're trying to meet new people. And it's just, it's you guys might be in different seasons. Like for me, this past summer, I was in Cincinnati. I didn't know anybody. Taylor was back home, so she was comfortable. But I was still like meeting people, figuring out what I was doing, doing all that. And Taylor just had to be patient with me then. So I feel like you definitely need to understand where the other person is coming from. Yeah, that's good. I think my biggest piece of advice would be to have eyes on your relationship um, on both sides, whether it's like a trusted friend that you have or a trusted friend your significant other has, like in each perspective place, like someone that you go to to talk about your relationship and what's happening in your relationship and like the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. Um, I think it was really good for me to have that and to have like a person to go to to like externally process our relationship because so much of it was like literally words and so and I didn't like have him there to like go through things with and the truth of the matter is, is like when you're doing long distance you need a really good community behind you in person which is obviously really hard to have when you're a freshman and so that's why it's so easy I think for freshman year to just like lean on just talking to each other and why oftentimes one of the people transfer because like you don't let yourself fully like dive into the space that you're in and we definitely did that and I would highly recommend that but definitely have like someone that you can go to your relationship and like talk about your arguments talk about your physicality talk about like how you guys are communicating emotionally so like there's like an external check I would almost recommend that to like literally any relationship but in long distance especially I found it was really helpful and also just trust each other because if you don't trust them you shouldn't be in a relationship with them and so Definitely give the person the benefit of the doubt and do things that are worth doing that, you know? Yeah, solid. I feel pretty good about those answers. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, Hunter. Yeah. Always, always happy to do it. Okay, we're getting tired. It's <laughs> We've been recording for a while. Love you guys, and I love you. Deuces. <laughs> Bye. Don't we all love the king? If she's going places. Y'all, I just love whenever I get the chance to have Hunter on the podcast. Recording with him is honestly always the most hilarious experience. And so I hope you guys got something from our answers. Um, While we sat down for about an hour on our last night, like trying to plug through them. Um, So from there, it was in fact our last night together. So I got up super early the next morning and got on the road. Okay, you guys. I'm back in the car. I'm driving home. Left Purdue. I'm actually recording this at the end of my drive. I'm about an hour away from Birmingham. But I just wanted to hop on here and put a little bow on my vlog style recording this week and talk about what it's like to actually like leave when you're doing long distance. This one wasn't as dramatic. I was like, am I going to be recording myself while crying? Um, but no shocker here. You guys, when this episode comes out on Wednesday, Hunter will be coming to Birmingham Friday at like one o'clock in the morning. And so I'm like quite literally going to see him in four days. And so this was not a sad goodbye. This is not like a traditional goodbye for us. Like normally when we're saying bye, we're saying bye for about a month. And I almost always 
I don't even know why I'm saying almost. I always cry like a literal baby when I say goodbye to Hunter. <laughs> Sometimes if it's really bad, I'll start hyperventilating. Sometimes we've gotten better about making them a little bit quicker so that we can calm down really just me. And so but this one wasn't as bad. However, in my, in my same tendencies, I did start crying once because Hunter was like, okay, hug, like, okay, I'm going to go grocery shopping, bye. And I got in the car and I just, my eyes started welling and I was like, bestie, like, get it together. Like, you are literally seeing him in four days. Like, there were times in high school you wouldn't see him for that long. Like, you are totally fine. And so not a dramatic goodbye, not a super emotional goodbye. Excited to see him in a couple days for my birthday. I think it's, like, important to maybe, like, point out or talk about like when you're saying goodbye, doing long distance, like that's what, that's what makes the distance really difficult. And here I am, like after my eight hour car ride home, seven hours in heading back to reality. It's like when you do these like little weekend visits, I feel like I blink and then they're over, but this one was really good because I had the extra day. And so I was there for two full days. I stayed there three nights, I think. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Yeah, then I got up this morning. And so I felt like I was there for like a substantial amount of time. We got to have the most amazing quality time. Like I appreciated this weekend more than maybe some of our longer trips because it was just, I don't know. It was just so awesome. It's just like sweet. Like I just feel very like fulfilled. I feel very loved. I feel like very happy with where we are in our relationship. Obviously I miss him obviously did not want to leave literally at all, but it's just like, it feels really good to be in a place where I'm like, I'll never be content leaving him. And, and that we won't like reach that place until we're done doing distance in December. But I'm in a place where I'm just so happy to be with him that I'm like, I'm okay. Also, you know, I'm seeing him in a couple days, but I don't know. It just like feels good to like, have all this time in the car to really like reflect on how we're doing and like how like we're honestly thriving and like trying to be super present in our in our last couple months in college and it just feels really sweet to have gone to spend time up at Purdue and with all of his friends and, like just spending like basically whatever he had planned for the weekend because you know I just randomly decided to go up and I don't know. It was just such a happy weekend. And so I wanted to like hit record a little bit and talk about the goodbyes. And like, I mean, you guys have been along for the weekend with me through some clips. I wish I would have recorded more of like us hanging out, but we were just hanging out. And you know, I can't be asking Hunter to be on the podcast all the time. These weekends are just always such a good reminder to me and maybe an encouragement to y'all that long distance works. And you can make the most out of any time that you get to spend with your person, like however short or however long, like it's all about how you spend the time, how present you are during the time, like just being willing and like saying yes to everything. Um, like for example, like Hunter really wanted to play disc golf. He loves disc golf and he's gotten me my own disc. I'm not good at disc golf. And we went out with some friends and it got to the point where I wasn't even playing towards the end because we were trying to go faster. But I was just so happy just to be, like, walking alongside him while he was happy to be playing. I don't know. It's just when you're doing distance, the time that you get in person, like, it doesn't have to be perfect. 
It doesn't have to be these like crazy planned out dates. It doesn't have to be the perfect time or like this whole marathon. Like it's just like getting to be together and it really makes you appreciate the time that you have and like just being happy, just doing anything together, whether that's like walking in uncomfortable shoes or literally just running an errand to the store. Like it just really didn't matter. And so I'm just in a place where I'm just really thankful. I feel very recharged, very happy, very content in our relationship and like where I'm at and like excited to go back into the week, back into Birmingham and to really just start my week. I was scared because this week was going to, was supposed to be like a super relaxing week. Like I was just going to basically be sitting at my apartment, working out a bunch, cleaning a bunch, eating healthy meals, like that sort of thing. And spending the car in eight for eight hours, twice in a, like a four day spread, literally eating fast food on the road and not getting great sleep because I'm sleeping in a dorm room. And like all of these things were like, maybe it shouldn't have been restful, like going to football games and staying out late and whatever. And I just feel so rested. It's kind of crazy where I'm like, I feel so emotionally rested. And I, I've honestly never talked about this or even thought about this. Like I'm like literally live verbal processing all of this, but I just feel like mentally rested and emotionally rested that even though I'm physically tired, it's like, I'm good. And so I don't know. I just feel like that's, that's a really cool experience. And so I kind of wanted to just document that even for me, um, just being in a good place and like reminding yourself of some like really good moments, like things to be thankful for. So yeah, that's it for the road trip vlog. I'm going to turn it over to professional mic'd up Taylor to close this out, but I love you guys. Well, that's it for this week's episode. I seriously hoped you liked that new vlog style content. What did you think? I'm definitely trying to like change things up maybe and include you guys into more of my life. That's definitely not going to be like a regular thing. But if you like the episode, let me know and maybe I'll get to do more of them. Seriously, if you want to give us feedback, the best way to do that is to go down below and leave a review. That is the quickest way for me to find out what you thought. And it honestly helps the podcast grow so much. If you aren't already, make sure you're following us on Instagram at she's going places podcast and subscribe to the podcast because you do not want to miss next week's episode where I talk about my 21st birthday. You guys are amazing. I hope you have the best week ever and let's go places together. <laughs>